Hello again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio and more specifically, Employment Notebook, where we bring on experienced individuals to discuss topics that resonate within the workplace. Now, if you read most research, you'll see a strong correlation between an employee's success and the effectiveness of his or her manager. Our guest for this episode takes it a step further and says actual FaceTime with your boss, your leader, your manager, however you want to phrase it, is actually very vital. Mark Murphy is the founder and CEO of Leadership IQ, a research and training firm headquartered in Washington, D.C. Now, Leadership IQ conducted a study recently regarding the optimal hours spent with the boss. And Mark is on the line to talk about the findings. Mark, thanks for coming on the show today. Tim, so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure having you on. It's you know interesting information and something that I'm sure people think about, talk about in, in various uh, areas of the workplace. How did this, I guess, start? Why did you think about this being an area of study? Just give us all an idea of how this came to be as far as researching the optimal amount of time you're spending with your boss. Sure. So we began really by thinking about what motivates, what engages, what inspires employees. And, you know, we looked at all the the normal kinds of factors, and and we've been working on this kind of research for over a decade now. Sure. And one of the things that it finally kind of occurred to us was, well, have we looked at how much time, like, listen, I, I know we all talk about the conversations that we're supposed to have with our boss and all that good stuff, but what about just the amount of time that a leader spends? And the idea of kind of first came from, I was doing a webinar on managing remote employees and mm. somebody on the program said, you know, I love having remote employees because it's so much easier. I have to do so much less work. <laughs> and it, I, I stopped and I said, I don't think that's right. <laughs> it's, it's not actually supposed to be less work. It's it's different. Right. It's not less. <laughs> and so we said, you know, we gotta we gotta really track this whole how much time do you spend? And we figured that there would be some link between the amount of time an employee spends and and their overall motivation, engagement, etc. We just didn't know kind of how intense that link would be. Right. Well, let's get into that just a little bit uh, as far as maybe some of the, the basic findings that you all came across. What kind of time should we be spending? What sort of effects does it have? Uh, just maybe lay out there some numbers for us to, to wrap our head around what exactly you're talking about here. Sure. So one of the first things we found was that we just wanted to see, okay, well, how much time do people spend kind of on average? Mm-hmm. And we found that the median time that people were spending interacting with their direct leader was about three hours per week. Okay. And so we said, all right, well, okay, three hours. Let's, let's see if that changes at all. So when we started looking at, okay, well, the median is three, but what about all the others? So, so you know, okay, that's three, but what about people who spent five or six or right. one or two? And what we found was that there was a significant increase between the people who spent one hour per week to two, to three, to four, to five, up to six hours per week. That the people who spent six hours per week as opposed to just one hour per week interacting with their boss were about 30% more engaged, more inspired, more innovative. Wow. That, and you could see it. It's every extra hour that people spent with their leader, again, up to six, had a positive impact and a significant impact on overall inspiration, motivation, engagement, et cetera. And then the other kind of big holy mackerel finding was that <laughs> there was actually some 
diminishing returns. It's like, okay, so it keeps going up and up and up. Does it go up infinitely? Sure. No. It turns out that <laughs> six is actually kind of the high water mark. Okay. And then after that, it actually starts to, it never drops as low again as typically as it does at one hour, but it starts to drop off after that. So really kind of that, that six hours per week is sort of the, the sweet spot. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's, it's very fascinating. Now, did you get any indication as to some of the reasons why this happens or any of the factors that might you know, lead to better engagement, better innovation, more inspired? Uh, I don't know how much you dove into that or talked with individuals or tried to get a sense of why that was happening. Yeah, so we did a bunch of open-ended questions on the survey as well. And so we asked people, you know, okay, well, where is this time going? What's working? What's not working? And a couple of the things that people were saying coming out of this was that they liked being in the know. Mm -hmm. That is, they liked feeling that they knew where the organization was going. And even more importantly, they felt like they liked knowing how their work tied into that. So one of the things that had come out of this was when we were asking people about things that demotivate them, one of the big issues that demotivated them and, and makes pretty good sense is that people generally hate feeling like the work they're doing is a colossal waste sure. and that nobody's ever going to look at it. We've started calling it watering the desert. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I, you know it's, it, this is a pointless, fruitless activity. Right. And people felt like when they were interacting with their bosses, this was one of the things that they got out of it was that they knew where the organization was going and they knew how their work tied into the organization's goals and, and why their work connected to something bigger. And then, of course, there were issues about the boss really kind of feeling like they knew the employee. So when the employee felt like, yeah, you know, my boss really has an understanding of what motivates me, what demotivates me. They have an understanding of what it is I want to get better at, what I want to learn, you know, where I, I really see myself growing. Mm -hmm. and the more they felt like the boss was in tune with that, which the only way you're really going to get that is via conversation, the more they became engaged, excited, et cetera. I mean, it certainly makes sense, um, you know, some of those aspects you're talking about. How about when you kind of got to that diminishing return part? Any ideas as to why maybe it wasn't as effective if you went seven, eight, nine hours a week? Uh, any, any indication there? Yeah, one of the things that we found coming on that side was that there is a point, sort of a, a line between really good management and micromanagement. <laughs> and <Yep. laughs> it was sort of like, oh, I guess a good example would be, you know, there's only so many hours per week you could spend taking piano lessons and sitting in a classroom learning about it. Eventually, you just want to actually go hit the piano and, and go, you know, do it. Right. And, and that's what seemed to be coming out of this was, all right, I have the information I need. My boss has the information they need from me. Now, okay, we've talked, we've, we've sort of said everything that needs to be said. Now I need to go on about and, and go do this thing. The one exception seemed to be that when somebody was working on a, like a really intense project, mm -hmm. like, you know, we're going to launch the new product this year, revamp all of our marketing or whatever. And that's where you can get that you know, that 15, 20 hours a week where you're intensely interacting with this person one-on-one, face-to-face, -on -one, -face, and there it doesn't feel as bad because it's sort of done with a very clear purpose. Right. 
But if it's if there isn't a clear purpose to the interaction, to the conversation, and that's kind of where it fades away after that, you know, six-ish, seven-ish hour, depending on who you're talking to, after that, it, it feels less purposeful. And so you start to say, ah, why are they here? <laughs> are they just <laughs> checking up on me? Are they, you know, haven't we already talked about this right. topic? And so that, that's kind of where it seems to, to go. Now, when it comes to those, you know, let's say five, six hours being in that sweet spot, what is generally ideal as far as what you're talking about, what you're focusing on? To your point there, of course, the understanding that your, your work has a purpose and that your, your boss, your, your manager understands you. But is there something that you should be talking about in those hours? Does it vary? How about the, the way you communicate, you know, FaceTime versus email or, or somehow remotely? I mean, what type of factors or what type of effects do those have on, on those six hours? Yeah. So there were a number of things that kind of came out of this. Number one was that as people spent more time, like the six-hour versus the one-hour people, the six-hour people spent a lot more time either face-to-face or over the phone hmm. than the one-hour people. Really? The one-hour people, it was pretty much just email. By the time you got to six hours, it was significantly more face-to-face and phone time, which okay. the more we dug into this, we started to realize that the conversations became actually more like a conversation that there's sort of order giving, like, okay, go do this, you're tasked with this, blah, 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 if you just get an email from the boss sure. you're doing one hour per week. But if you're at that six hour per week, the only way to really fill that time is with some actual dialogue and some back and forth. And a number of things seem to fill that void. One was the sort of motivator, demotivator kind of conversation. You know, what's working for me, what's not working for me as the employee. So me kind of in filling you in the boss about, you know, what motivates me, what makes me tick, et cetera. Right. Another issue was getting that strategic alignment. Okay, where are we going as an organization? What's the strategy and how does my work tie into that? Another issue was roadblocks and innovation. So this was basically the, okay, here's the things that I think you need to know that are getting in my way. Because if we could, you know, get rid of those, um, <laughs> this would make, not only would I be happier, but I'd be a lot more productive and effective. And the flip side of that was then telling the boss, here's some ideas, here's some suggestions that, you know, I was just talking to customer ABC and they had a really good idea if we packaged our services this way, you know, mm. we'd be able to sell more. Those sorts of innovations that people would come up with. And then developmental goals were another piece of this. You know, here's where I see myself going. Here's what I'd like to work on. Can you give me some coaching, some mentoring? Tell me how you think I should approach this topic. So those were kind of four big areas that seem to emerge much more in the six-hour kind of people right. than it did in the one-hour kind of people, because it's, it's harder to have those conversations. Not only is it harder to have them if you don't spend any time having them, <laughs> but which seems kind of tautological, but um, it's also you get out of practice. And this is one of the things that when we were talking to folks in the study, several of them said, I, I don't even know how to start. Like It's been forever since I've talked to my boss about any of these topics. Right. And you know, it seemed like if you get out of practice having these conversations, it now feels a little weird the first couple times you try and pull yourself back into it. Sure. 
Well, yeah, and all the things you mentioned there, anyone can recognize that to have those meaningful conversations, uh, it's not going to work via email, like you said, and and it takes time. It's not just a quick check-in. I'm going to imagine, though, that uh, some of the people listening who are in those leadership or management positions are thinking, well, that's great and all, but I have uh, eight direct reports, so at six hours apiece, uh, that's what, 48 hours that I'm working on just interacting with my direct reports. How do you finagle that? How do you work around the, the time constraints that you might have be having to deal with if you have multiple direct reports? Yeah, so there were a couple of things. Number one, and this was kind of one of the subtexts of our study, was that there's a limit as to how many employees you can have and still reasonably lead. Okay. I mean, you can have 50 employees, but right. you're not really, <laughs> you know, you're not connecting with 50 people. That's just not possible. Right. The other side of it too is that it casts some aspersions on the notion of the player coach model of leadership. Okay. That you can both, you know, go be a salesperson and a manager of salespeople. That if you're really going to be an effective leader of salespeople, you got to devote the necessary time to do that. And what happens in a lot of these player coach kind of roles is that people sort of look askance at their managerial requirements and they go, ah, you know, it's, that's not real work. The real work is the programming or the selling or mm-hmm. being a nurse or whatever. And this study basically says, no, it's, it's people actually need some time. I mean, it's, you know, for all the talk we give about, we want to engage our employees. You know, it's <laughs> going to be hard to do if we don't actually connect with them. And right. So, you know, where do we start? One of the first places to start is don't try and go zero to 60. And if you're somewhere in that, you know, zero to one or two, don't go and just all of a sudden jump to six hours per week Mm -hmm. for two reasons. One, you won't find the time. And two (laughs) is that it's going to feel weird. Right. Because you're now going to be sitting in an office, staring at this person, wondering what you're supposed to talk about. <laughs> and so to uh, circumvent the weirdness of this, start slow. Basically, force yourself to have one extra conversation a week. Have a conversation where you do nothing but start to talk about how their week went, what worked for them, what mm-hmm. didn't work for them, what were the high points, what were the low points, what demotivated them, what really got them excited. And if you force yourself to have that conversation, make time just for that one conversation, what will happen is over a month or two, it's going to start to deepen the relationship and you're going to find that all of a sudden you're talking about other things that you hadn't necessarily thought you were going to talk about. The employee starts to come to you and says, you know, I've got some ideas about this new project. And what happens is things that you wouldn't have necessarily thought about discussing with the employee, it's not that you want to go, if you have eight direct reports, that you're all of a sudden going to go add on, you know. 48 hours per week, right. but rather you're going to start to replace some of these things. Some of these things that you know you would have just gone off and done yourself, now you're going to find that you're starting to replace a conversation with your employee for the you know, two hours you would have spent by yourself. And that's kind of the, one of the big mindset shifts that a leader needs to make is that, you know, okay, if you think that you have 50 hours in a week of work, well, okay, that's, that's one number. The more important number, though, would be the 400 hours that your eight direct reports would collectively have. And so rather than thinking about, you know, I've got 50 hours of work I've got to get done, 
think instead about 450 hours worth of work. Mm. And now think about what kind of leadership actions can you take to make better use of the entire 450 hours as opposed to just your own 50 hours. And that's where you get out of the more the leaders are interacting with their employees, the less they're having to carry the weight of everything themselves. Because now you've got employees that are coming up with new and better ways of doing things. They're more excited. They're more engaged. They're taking stuff off your plate. That's actually, interestingly, a more livable experience for the leader Mm -hmm. than is just, I don't have time to talk to my employees. That's clearly a different perspective. And I think one, uh, I think a lot of listeners might have to look into, as you mentioned, um, being able to actually lessen the load by seemingly adding to the load, but really in the end, as you said, it's going to benefit everybody. We are getting low on time here. I do want to give you the opportunity at the end just to give the listeners a nice takeaway from our conversation, maybe something we didn't touch on or something you wanted to emphasize about this topic. Basically, the floor is yours to, to wrap things up here today. Thank you. Uh, the one big thing that I had to realize by telling employees is that if you want more time with the leader, kind of apply the same basic principle, but in reverse. Basically, go to the leader and say, you know, listen, I've, I've got some ideas about this project we're working on right now, something very concrete, very specific. If you go into the leader and say, you know, listen, I'd like to sit down and kind of share my, my deep feelings. Well, it may not work so well <laughs> for a lot of leaders. If they're not comfortable having the conversation right now, forcing it on them isn't probably going to help. Yeah, good point. But if you make it work-related, and now this just feels like a natural part. Listen, I got some ideas. Make this value added. All of a sudden, they start to see that, huh, every time this employee comes into my office, they have some good ideas about how we can improve things on this project. This actually made my life a little bit easier. Now, all of a sudden, we're like training the leaders that we're positively reinforcing them. When I come into your office and we have a conversation, it's a good value-added conversation. Maybe you want to do more of these with That sounds like a perfect place for us to leave off here on this episode of Employment Notebook. Our guest today has been Mark Murphy. He's the founder and CEO of Leadership IQ. And we've been discussing some research that they did regarding optimal hours spent with the boss and not only exactly how many hours, but what you're talking about within those conversations. Mark, again, thank you for coming on the show, sharing your knowledge and uh, expertise with the listeners. We do appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Tim. And as always, we'd love to hear from you, the listener. Just go ahead and send us uh, an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any suggestions or feedback for us. You can also connect with us on Twitter. Find us at the LJN. You can even use hashtag LJNRadio to get more involved in some conversations there. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. 